You good? Yeah. Yeah? You wiping your face? I was just trying to pull my face back so it doesn't look as old. <laughs> okay, wait, let me fix my hair then. You ever seen pretty ladies put moisture up? My wife taught me to do a, uh, I do a facial, what do I do? I do like something that women do. You have a routine. Oh, you have a skincare routine. Yeah, I have a skincare routine. <clears throat> and she always points out, first of all, skin, like I'm like, I didn't want to do it. And then I've given up and I do it. So now I have three different things that I apply to my face in a row. But she always makes fun of me because I, I splooge it into my palm and I just go like that. And she's like, you're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, it's in my face. <laughs> Why does it have to be applied any different? Because she's doing this. I just don't have time. <laughs> well, whatever you got along. Whatever you're doing oh, is way, working. Sean Evans, whatever you're doing is working. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Sean Evans is here. Yeah. <laughs>
from the get-go, not that it developed into something. The, the idea was that because when he, that was his idea. What we wanted to do is basically, we saw a celebrity interview show as being viable because we were in this magazine office where you'd see celebrities walk in the halls all the time. So you're like, well, we're close to it, so maybe we can do a celebrity interview show. But then we were like, celebrity interview shows are boring. How do we make them not boring? Well, the reason they're boring is because every guest is in this PR-driven flight pattern. Right. So what can we do to disrupt that? And his idea for that was, well, what if we had the meat increasingly spicy chicken wings over the course of the interview as a way to break them down. And that was like a Cupid's arrow into my brain and we shot a pilot. And I actually remember, I'm going to try to track down like the original email that Chris put as like the proposal because I actually think it was you. Like, I think we were supposed to talk to you. Really? And we were like trying to think like, well, would Tony be a good fit for the pilot? I'm going to track this down. I'm going to find this and oh, send it to wild. you. Because I think you were originally named as like, the person that maybe we could Oh, I would have been hyped. But he I'm, would have. I feel thankful that I got I, I got <laughs> to do it. But I like it that it's your guys' idea, it, or it's his idea, and you went with it. But also, you weren't really, I mean, I, I talked to you about this before, you weren't a massive spicy food fan, right? No, not at all. Or I didn't have any sort of uh, pedigree. You know, I didn't have yeah. like a real um, foundation or anything. You just had to become that. Because the thing is, is that show, we're just the guest eating and I'm just sitting there like an, like an FBI interrogator while they're underneath <laughs> the swinging <laughs> yeah. light. Like what self-respecting person of consequence is like gonna do that? You know what I mean? Like you might be able to get like a pilot shot, but you really have to have that trauma bonding, that shared experience with the host for like the guests to kind of put up with that. And then the other side is like the interview, try to put together what's hopefully like a thoughtful and career-spanning interview so the guest kind of forgets this experience. This but were experience you nervous to be an interviewer? Not really. I think I had a, a almost... You, you, were, you were a writer? Yeah, or, yeah. Or, and uh, I'd done some stuff on camera, but it was like, um, I, I, maybe it was, I really believed in the concept. That gave me a lot of confidence. I was like, this can work. And especially when we started shooting some episodes, because it was so insane in the studio. So I'm like, well, this is going to elevate when the video goes up. You know, right. like if it's this crazy in the studio. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to edit it to the highlights. Exactly. So, yeah. so it's going to transfer. So I was like, there's nothing like this. This is like so crazy. So I had a lot of confidence in it. Dave's Hot Chicken. Yeah. New sponsor. I'm excited in a very different way than you are. Yeah, I'm really nervous in a different way than you are. I like chicken. I like spice. I... I'm not good with spice. <laughs> but I do like it. Dave's new hot boxes takes it up a notch by offering more of a great thing for game watching parties and large gatherings. There are three hot boxes one with 10 jumbo sized sliders, another with 10 jumbo sized tender, and a box of awesomely seasoned and crispy fries. These juicy, spicy, and hot tenders or sliders allow you to choose two of our seven levels of spice per hot box, from no spice to Reaper. The Reaper is made with the Carolina Reaper peppers, the hottest pepper in the world. We want to thank Dave for hooking us up. Now let's see if Jason can handle the heat. We have five sandwiches, and I think that one, possibly two of them are the Reaper. But let's play a little game of roulette, Jason. Let's blindly take a sandwich each and see if one of us gets stuck with the Reaper. I don't even know if he's going to recognize the Reaper because he thinks everything is going to well, be they're all, hot. They're all going to burn me? It's hot chicken. It's Dave's hot chicken. Oh, I see what you're saying. See, it's, it's not Dave's like mellow chicken and then one spicy one. Oh, so nobody's mellow in there. But one is extra. I reckon this is the one that I'm safe with. Safe? I've been looking at it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going for this one. If it's the bad one, I'm gonna bite this big end off, so that's probably bad, right? I don't know, go for it, ready? <clears throat> I think it's okay. Oh. I don't think that's the Reaper. I'm going in. I want the Reaper. You're saying I would know straight away, right? Don't fear the Reaper. Okay. No, that's not it either. But it's really good. Man, you gotta get pickles with the bite. This is good. This is it. You got it. This is it. Jason, I, the I won, I guess. Woo! Give me some. Yeah. You don't feel that one? 
No. Am I real good at spicy food? Maybe you are. I don't even feel it. Really? That's the spicy one for sure. Oh, good. Well, congratulations, Jason. Maybe you're yeah. maybe you've discovered a new talent. I don't feel any spice. <laughs> I think you're just numb. I'm numb from what? What did I do? I don't know. From years of damage. <laughs> 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 you might be right. I might be in hell right now and I don't know it. Good sandwich, though. Come on, burn me. I dare you to. Well, we survived. Yeah. Man, come on. Those are good, man. I challenge anybody to a spicy contest. <laughs> Apparently, I'm good at it. We're gonna do our own version of Hot Ones just with Dave's Hot Chicken yeah. Roulette. I am sweating a little bit. The coolest part about this is that Dave delivered these to us. So thanks, Dave. That hey. was delicious. And then uh, there is maybe something, I was maybe even almost delusional looking back on it uh -huh. and thinking all of that it could be. But then I was also kind of right because all of the things that I saw happening for the show ended up, you know, they did happen for the show. Yeah, I have so a question. all of those things work together. How's your booty hole? <laughs> you know like, what? Is that like a thing that you deal with constantly in your Not life? Not constantly, thankfully. But when I first started, yeah. Like, you know, you have to become Wait, a you, spicy food person. You get adjusted to it. Yeah, yeah it you does. Get tolerant for sure. Totally. Oh, How do you think I can deal with all that stuff? Because you eat it I all the time. I built up a tolerance. Tolerance oh. to pain. So if yeah. I eat tons of spicy yes. food in the end, it yes. won't burn me. It's yes. like cardio, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, like we shot an episode yesterday. I went to the gym right afterwards. You know what I mean? Like it hasn't. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't change the rhythm of my life at all anymore. The but beginning, it did. How yeah. long did it take for you to adjust? I would say probably it was like a year of, and two, because we, were, we travel so much. So I just remember like in that first year being in an airport with like stomach cramps and like cold sweats and being like, how am I going to keep doing <laughs> for this? A year, you know, yeah. But when for a year? Yeah. And but, then, but less and less. Yeah, but less and less. You know, okay. it is like it is like cardio, you know, like it's it's tough to run that first mile, but the next day it gets a little bit easier and the next day it gets a little bit easier and the next yeah. day. And then here we are now like, Eight years later, so it's just it, that's all that's all in the rearview mirror. But who knows? Maybe it's like being an athlete, where you know you have like this, like maybe the wheels will fall off oh, at yeah. some point, and I'll have to try to you know figure out how to win without that fastball anymore. I, I have a question because <laughs> uh, th this happens to me. It happened to me recently, actually, and it must happen to you in a much different way. Um, when you go to a restaurant and you get recognized, they just keep sending food yeah, out, yeah, yeah. and then at some point, it's too much. And and you've already ordered your food, yeah. right? So you've ordered what you think is a good portion for food or yeah. an entree, and then they just keep sending out the like the stuff they're proud of, and then at some point you're completely full, uncomfortably full, but you feel obligated to eat the stuff. Champagne problems. I know, <laughs> but but it, but it is, and and, and I, I get that. And but my friend, like he said, because he, he went with me, and he's like, dude. This, this is a problem now. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? Like, this, we're, we're bumming. Like, we feel bad. And I'm just saying, for you, it must be that, but also with the heat. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the reason I'm laughing is because, yeah, I never like to complain about that, but it, that is a thing when you go to restaurants, you know, where, like, the food just starts coming out of the yeah. kitchen, you know, like, the, uh, the guys. And, and I like, I love that, like, Hot Ones is, you know, like, uh, the, it's big in kitchens, you know. It's oh, big for sure. So, yeah. So yeah, like somebody from the kitchen recognizes you, then it's like buzzing a little bit and then stuff starts flying out. And then there is always that thing where it's like, and this is from the chef and it'll be like their wing dish, you know, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yes, I've yeah. eaten thousands of chicken wings <laughs> yeah. for the internet's amusement. Like this is like the last thing I want to do in my, you know, when I'm off the clock. <laughs> You're saying you don't enjoy chicken wings. wings in the privacy of your own home? No, it, they're kind of dead to me. You know, like right. that's, that's on the clock. You know, that's, that's a thing. That's, that's part of the check right there. But. But I, it, but I've never like I'll never complain about that or like say anything about that. But that's why I was laughing when you were saying it because that is totally yeah. a thing. We're like, but also, and you can't. You want to be courteous. And you I want to, you want to put the effort it, in it's, and, it's eat, love. and eat it. But it's somewhere like I can't fit anything else <laughs> in my stomach. And I don't, yeah, it's the same thing. Like, I don't want to eat the hottest <laughs> thing on your menu just yeah. to test me. Right, right. And this is our hot sauce and this. Yeah, yeah you can every send time, it to me. Time. It's, you got to come me eat. free food. <laughs> 
I won't complain about it after oh I get it. Oh, my God. You, hey, Stav and I went to a restaurant uh, recently, and it was amazing. Is that where but I saw you with a photo yes. in the kitchen yep. with the chefs? Yes, yeah. yeah. And it, it was Protégé Palo Alto, amazing food. But we had a lot of it. Did it ruin it? No, because it just got uncomfortable at the end. Nice one, Paul. <laughs> What's that? I'm just telling the chef. Oh, nice no, one. The chef's name's Tony. He's scared. Oh. He had uh, he had OG uh, my board, Cab, and McGill um, on the wall near the kitchen. Oh, oh dang. Damn. Legit. So yeah. you got fed. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, no complaints. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> sure. Um, but so uh, I got the pleasure of doing, well, I, I also got the pleasure and the um, infamy of doing the first live show. First live show. On Hot Ones. Complex Comedy. Oh. Which means it's not edited. <laughs> Wait. And I thought if it was bad in the ones that you're recording, you play the bad bit, right? But you it wasn't edit. that. It was more yeah, that it was, more, it, it was like, more that the eating takes a little bit of time. Yeah, that's actually where we get most ninja-like in the edit is like on the multiple bites and making like the chewing and swallowing like that. That's oh, where we okay. get most ninja-like. Yeah, but we were edit. live, so we're really like having a meal and together and swallowing. And I remember and there was these, these dead spots in it. it a- <laughs> and that was like in a fishbowl kind of. Remember? We were we were at Complex Con. Yeah, and it was we like were, in we a doing glass it live, studio. So there's like trade tons show. of people in it. Oh, okay. It was it was a much different and I vibe. Think I remember like a player on the Lakers, like yes, crashing it. D'Angelo right. Russell crashed yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Wait, he just came on the show. He just walked he was walking in. by, yeah. and everyone was pointing at him. And then, so it was like he just walked onto the set. Yeah. It's like, did he eat some stuff? I can't remember. I think he did. I think, no, I don't know. It was. It was <laughs> all. It's a little bit of a clumsy cameo. What's the most trash someone's got from being on your show? <laughs> I've seen some good oh, ones. I mean, there's just so many. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, but I remember like. Pete Davidson, I remember going through it because, like, he actually like has Crohn's, you know. So he has this. So I remember when the pitch came in, and we were like, "Oh, well, this must be someone on his team that like doesn't know about like the condition or something." So we yeah. kind of like responded to that, and they're like, "No, that's why he, he wants to come on. Like, he thinks like that would be. He's like, it's he thinks it'll be funny. Okay, and it was. It's like Put one of life the, in danger. I, it's an iconic episode. Uh, yeah, actually, I remember like taking the last dab off of the table." On that, you know how you usually. I was like, I'm no, no dabbing for you, you know, because he would have gone there. Um, but that was probably like physically the most. But I don't know. I've seen it all Didn't over you say the someone, year. Someone had to go pass out. What? Well, yeah, or fall asleep. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, we'd had we had this green room back in the day that was very fishbowl in the old magazine office, and it was like it was glass, but it had um, a. Uh, a sofa in there and like whatever a, a fridge and it was just this awful green room that we used to put people in and it was in the middle of this magazine office so there'd be people like at their computers and stuff and phones ringing and <laughs> I'd always wonder what they thought goes on in that studio because then it would just like you know the doors close and then like riffraff comes out and like a peach tux like sweating his ass off like where's the bathroom <laughs> like I always wondered like what those normal people just going to work every day thought was going on in that studio all the time but Coolio R.I.P. he poured like the last hot sauce like That's all right. over the wing and then he was passed out in the green room but it's like a fishbowl so i remember like going after the shoot rapping talking to somebody in an office going working on something else and then walking down the hallway later and just seeing coolio still just passed out <laughs> on that couch uh hours later and after the shoot but so but there's like a lot of stories like that so he played it on camera like no big deal and then i think I think he knew he, I think when he was pouring it, it was like no big deal. It was all bravado then. But then I think he took the bite. There was a point where I could tell that I think he knew he made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Man. (laughs) And then uh, we got to do the one chip challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, We get to do. It was, that was really fun. That, that gave me the best perspective on your limits. Yeah. Um, Because I I saw you struggle. I was struggling for sure, but I saw you struggling. I was like, wait. He's human. Yeah. Like, actually, there is there is a so they get you. red level. The chips, or if you eat like a straight pepper, like if you eat just a straight Carolina Reaper or a straight ghost pepper, those things 
uh, are events for me. You know, a Hot Ones episode, whatever. It's like a, pr- a program part of my life that is, like we've talked about, is in complete rhythm. But those chips, like, I remember how awful they are. Like, the peppers, I remember how awful they are. And, like, they really <laughs> do. Like, that chip, that is pushing me to my limit. That one, know? well, it was, so we we did it, um, and... Yeah, it was it was rough, but then they gave us ice cream, and that was helpful. Um, but as soon as they said cut, he's like, "I'm out." <laughs> I tell them, every but he told time. Him, but no, I, like I I respected that for sure. I yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, set your boundaries for sure." But he was like, "All right, cool, good to see you guys later." Because what do you mean you're out? Well, you know when you're not do, hanging out, taking photos. We're oh, not, okay. we're not chit chatting. No, I always with that chip because what they want to do. Where is, do you go when you eat that chip? Where are you going so quickly? I'm getting in a car. I'm going back to the hotel. I'm putting on basketball shorts. And I'm cranking the AC. Okay, that's what I'm doing. That's your but, recovery technique. Yeah, that's 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 my that's my meditation. Okay, but. I, you know, because when you do those kinds of shoots, I feel like at the end they'll be like, "Oh, and can we get this oh, line about this?" this? Promo. And, and like, yeah. can we do this yes, and like, blah, yeah. they always backload. Which I the did thing. do that. <laughs> I, do that. <laughs> I did a bunch of that stuff. But I know, but I know, I've done that shoot now yeah. every year, so I know the beats on that. With like, yeah. can we do this now? And like, blah blah blah. And then can we do a TikTok? And then can we do a read off this? And like, blah blah <laughs> yeah. blah. And because they do that so much, like on those chips, on those peppers, on those whatever, I go, I. I eat that thing and then, and then you got 10 minutes out. Yeah. you got 10 minutes to figure out like whatever it is right. you need me to do and I by like the that. way I, by the way if you need something let's do it before i eat this yes. chip yeah. like sometimes i think people like like they're just like oh and then and then you're like just a like clay that they can like yeah. mold into whatever thing and and so i've said with the chip i just go I'm on a timer. Like, I, I, if there's a thing on the thing, and it's like the 10 minute chip challenge that you yeah. can't drink water. Like, I'll factor that in. But then you got you got like 90 seconds. Like, I'm <laughs> calling that car and I'm getting out of there. Yeah. No. It was it was uh, it was effective. I respected <laughs> it. And then I went to my hotel and was bowled over in pain like 10 minutes later. Wow. And then I had to beg my wife to go find antacid. And then, but then Which, we made it to the. Then we made it. Well, to well the she found party. it. She she went to the lobby, and they're like, "I I think we have some. Maybe <laughs> for moments the 70s, like these, yeah. I don't know. Did it you work? Know. Yeah, it worked immediately. Okay. Yeah, there's that. There's a reason they called heartburn. There's a reason they have antacid. <laughs> and I was living proof of that it is it works. Okay, <laughs> good to know. Um, yeah, and then we, and then we went to the opening of Sapazi. It was mm-hmm. so kind of you to come. My stepson opened a shop in Hollywood, and um, you came to the grand opening. That was very cool. Yeah, it was a good day. Thank you. Good day. Um, yeah, but I can't, I mean, that was fun to do once. Right. But wow, you've done it a few times. Yeah, like at least five or six and times. And probably more to come. Yeah, if they keep making that chip and they <laughs> keep wanting that video, it. I'll they keep They keep making it because you keep promoting it. Right, I'm caught your in phone. a vicious, yeah. snake eating tail cycle. situation. Yeah, Are those <laughs> chips getting worse? So, all right, so I did it. I did one like three years ago with Lil Yachty. And when I ate that chip, I was like, this is very manageable. This is not a problem. I remember kind of like almost like cranking it a little bit on camera. Like I remember the spiciness being a little bit performative on my end. Not that I needed to do anything because Lil Yachty is like never, like the first time he ever had hot sauce in his life was on our show. So he was like dying and milk and coughing up just like that blue dust or whatever. (laughs) You know, he's just going through it. But I remember being like, maybe this isn't so bad or maybe my tolerance is built to a level that this chip is nothing. So then the next year, we had Sasha Banks, a uh, wrestler in, and I was telling her, I was like, yo, I had this chip last year and she did hot ones before so I know she's good at spice. I was like, I did this chip last year. It is not that bad. You know, like that's what I was telling her. But they did something between that three years ago and two years ago where it was just, and then we ate that chip. It was just like the one that you ate and we were both like dying there. And she was like, you told me it's not bad. I was like, last year it wasn't. But so they mess, <laughs> they definitely mess with the okay. levels on that. But the last two years have been brutal. Man, that, that seemed fun. When we did that, that's all I heard about for months. <laughs> Wherever I'd go, that was it. <laughs> the chip? What yeah. is Tony, chip? how was the chip? Yeah. What is like, the oh, thing? I saw that. What <laughs> chip? Was it really that bad? I'm like, yeah, dude, yes. What we'll is get the, one. What is the thing that makes it that bad? Like, what's the thing they put on there? I, I think uh, the thing that is like a Pavlovian, that I have almost a Pavlovian response to is Carolina Reaper. That was the hottest pepper in the world. One of like the first big videos I ever did before Hot Ones took off. I ate a Carolina Reaper this dude chili klaus and i remember like eating that reaper it's like giving yourself food poisoning so now even 
even if I smell it, like that first memory comes back. Yeah. And I think with that chip, it's just like ground up, like reaper into dust. That's all over that chip. That so, one has that and something else. Too, and another, something another else, pepper. yeah. And there's something dis- like about the chip because you think, oh, like how spicy can a chip be? Or they have these yeah. like gummies that are super spicy. You're like, well, how spicy can that be? Like turns out very spicy. Yeah. Yeah, I ate an onion once on the sh- on my radio show because <laughs> one of my friends, like if you had a, any onion in the room, he would start to dry reach. So I thought it'd be funny if I just started eating a raw onion standing <laughs> next to him. So I was playing it up and just eating it like it was no big deal. And then I got like past halfway and all of a sudden I felt sick, like real sick. <laughs> so then I... Someone gets me a bucket. I start throwing up. <laughs> but I, did it? Did you get him to dry heave? Did it work? Yeah, he dry heave, but I threw up. But the up. joke was kind of on you. Yeah, it was a on totally you. on me. Yeah. But then I was sick for like two days after it. I blew my booty out. Like I, I had like an injured booty. I had to go to the hospital because I got like a... You went what, to the hospital because you ate an onion. Yeah, because I got a... What is it called when that's, you, you got a cut inside your booty? Something. Uh, nah, I'm not going to get it some sort of thing but they gave me my I had a cut in my booty I don't know what it's called it's called a th- something but I had to go to hospital and they gave me morphine for a booty cut <laughs> and I remember they were like does it still hurt and I was like yes and then they gave me something else in my IV that was better than that I don't know the name of that either but wow. What a it ride. It was almost worth it. <laughs> oh my God. My wife was sitting next standing next to me. And she's like, I was like, hey, Katie. She's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm as high as I've ever been in my life right now. She's like, no, nah, nah, I don't do drugs anymore. And I was like, I am getting a free one right now. <laughs> this is because it's under medical attention, you know? It's not like, woo. But it was a little bit of a woo. <laughs> a wow. leisure? Nah. An anal fissure. That's what I had. Don't get anal fissures, guys. It's not good. <laughs> if, if you, or if do. I, I can't tell or, them yet. Or, yeah, or, or do. do. Or <laughs> do. Okay, advice. if you know the answer to that, do you know the answer to what's stronger than morphine? Dilaudin. It's Dilaudin. Boom. Oh, I, I know. Unfortunately, no Dilaudin because of my injury. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be. It's I better to eat an onion than I, to break your leg for Dilaudin. you break that on the ramp? I broke it on the ramp. Yeah, it was. I was still recovering from it when I saw you, but I was recovering from it um, in when it was not healing properly. So my bone was actually moving further away from itself during that time when I saw you, and I had it reset, and I'm good to go now. Wow. Well, but do you think your experience in that way? Do you think that I, I think I kind of asked you on the episode, but like, oh, do you think t- that like, tolerance. yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I learned to direct uh, my sort of tolerance of it to other ways. So probably yes, in that in that same sense of not panicking. I think that's yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. what I learned, especially wow. with with these kind of injuries. Is like you, you're you're doing it. Like you're you're stuck. Your leg's broken. There's nothing that can be done about it in this moment. Don't panic. Like it's, you know, help is on the way or whatever. Something is going. <laughs> things are going to get better. Um, but I definitely, when when we're doing the, the hot ones or with the one chip challenge, it's like, okay, this pain will go away. Yeah. And mm. I think that staying in that calm state is what I learned. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense because that's exactly what I think. Not to compare any like hot ones to what you went through, but that is always, I think part of it is me knowing what to expect. You yeah. know, where a lot of times the guests, they're eating the spiciest thing they've ever had in their lives and they're doing it in this bizarre context yeah. of having all their ca- all these cameras on them. So I and think- And trying like, to save face. Yeah, exactly. All of those things. And 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 put keep that facade and, yeah. and <laughs> cling to it with everything you have. Whereas like, I'm like, ah, I've been here a bunch of times. Like no matter how uncomfortable it is, it all comes back down to earth eventually. I do remember staring at you waiting like, okay, which one of us is going to- Crack. It's gonna crack. When, when do we? When do we get? <laughs> Spice Luckily, standoff. They, I don't remember what it was. Like two or five minutes or something. Someone in in the in the crew was like, "Okay, we're gonna set the timer for." Whatever it was. Yeah. So luckily we had that to go off of I, instead of trying to like, <laughs> wait each other out. <laughs> okay, it's been two minutes. Okay, we're good. How uh, long do you have to wait? I think it was two or five minutes. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. 
but it felt might like an five eternity. Minutes. Yeah, might have yeah. been. It felt long. But but at some point in that five minutes, we're just staring at each other like, here we go. Nightmare. <laughs> Nightmare. <laughs> Nightmare. That sounds so tough. And to know that you're the host and you're going to do it again. And again and again yeah. and again. But yeah. how? What, what a ride. I mean, just from that idea to, you know, Hot Ones is, is a, it's it's iconic and um it's definitely one of the as far as i'm concerned one of the most well-known you know web shows youtube shows and then um licensing with uh was it um hbo hulu walmart <laughs> walmart know, yeah. yeah well i mean the hot sauce but also you did a chicken sandwich right oh, yeah, shake shack a shake shack that's it the ride has been the craziest thing. You know, you don't have these kinds of expectations when you first start making something. Especially with this, we thought it would be an internet sideshow that maybe we did quarterly. Like, maybe we only put out but four it's a episodes brand. a year. Yeah. But then it's just, it ended up being like a really effective way to talk to people. And then we had this cult audience that was really motivating us and me specifically to elevate this interview. You know what I mean? Because I was like, this is this really works as an interview concept, you know? Like, I, I feel like we accidentally invented that what's it like to have a beer with this person show and recognize that. And it was like, well, what an opportunity mm -hmm. for all of us here, you know? Like, let's, let's just try to make this the best show ever and combine what would hopefully be, like, an unimpeachably excellent interview show with this unique hot sauce hook combined with... But did you ever imagine that celebrity it would guests. be, a, a, like, literally a brand of hot sauce or... I, or a flavor. No, these things kind of just, this they happen. You know, it becomes that snowball rolling down a hill. And then, uh, but, I, but it's been just, I don't know, the most awesome and transformative experience of my entire life. And then it just keeps going. And then like, the more you feed it, the more it feeds yeah. you. And uh, but, but make no mistake, years it, go by. It's, it's definitely built on the quality of your interviews. I, you know, it's Thank for you. sure you have... You have this hook with the hot sauce and whatever, but but you really do research your subjects so well. Um, how how far ahead of time do you start researching? I take it. I take the as much as much as I have, as much time as I have, because you know, like sometimes, like you know, booking a podcast or something, like oh, this thing falls through. This we got to turn and we got to shoot an episode like tomorrow. You know, sometimes yeah. it yeah. gets like that. And so if I have that time, then I just treat it like a final that I'm cramming for. Um, and then, but yeah, if I have like, I'd love to have a week and like marinate. Uh -huh. You know, if they're an actor. I want to, you know, know everything about them, but I also want to watch the movies. If they're a musician, like, I want to listen to the music. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Like, I really want to soak in... Because I do think that artists, what they're doing is, like, a natural expression of themselves. So mm -hmm. the best way to understand them and get to know them is just look at the work. You know what I mean? I don't want to just be, like, scouring, looking for, like, weird tidbits and facts. I think it's actually kind of helped me to just watch all the movies, listen to all the music, read all the books, like just really marinate That's the things That's a commitment. That I mean, I get yeah, that, but, but, it also, but you're doing multiple shows a day, right? Yeah, Sometimes. but... But that I think is what's that's what I think is fun for me or how I'm uniquely wired and, and able to carry this whole thing is because I love that experience of walking a mile in somebody else's shoes. Like uh. just being naturally curious and wondering how this person too, because everybody has such a unique story. You know, the people that we sit down and talk to is because everybody's kind of a rose that grew in the concrete. So everybody has such a interesting and unique story. And then success doesn't really have any sort, it's not math, it's not science, it doesn't have a playbook. So everybody's um, blueprint for success is different. And then it's exposed <laughs> Yours especially. Me. Yeah, my, yeah, and I'm living <laughs> proof of that. And then uh, it exposes me to so much art that I otherwise wouldn't have been exposed to, so much music I otherwise wouldn't have listened mm -hmm. to, so many movies that I otherwise would have watched. So it, it all becomes a thing where it's just uh, widening your scope, widening your perspective. And then along the way, you get to do this cartoon job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's just kind of awesome. So I just think that if, if the audience is going to tune in, you should meet them halfway. If the guest is going to come down and sit and eat scorching hot chicken wings, you should meet them halfway. And then right. as long as you can do those two things, then you know hopefully you have something that can consistently deliver a seven or an eight you know, in a, in a watch experience. And that's what I think Hot Ones has done and why we've lasted so long. But it all, it, the commitment is like, you know, there's people that act, that have 
really hard jobs. And then there's me. It's like, oh, I got to watch the movies. You know what I mean? Where, <laughs> where I try to keep that yeah, perspective too. You, yeah, you, yeah. You're putting in the work. That that says something about it too because there are plenty of people could just roll up. All right, who's in? Is there, <laughs> is there anything when you did the research that you found to be something that you're now into? Like it? You, like a musician or somebody's movies that now all of a sudden you're all about them. You yeah, like that. yeah, I'm like a massive Colin Farrell fan now. Yeah, because I was just ripping through the Colin Farrell movies, and yeah. I was like, I love every single one of these movies. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just that, like, his IMDb. It's just like nonstop bangers, and I was just like going through, and then um, you know I'm like really rooting for him now in this award season. Like, yeah. like just in researching Colin Farrell, I became like a massive Colin Farrell fan. Did you become a? Did you like him when you were interviewing him? Yeah, like- I, I. Well, that was. I think, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know how it was going to play when he came in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there, I didn't know he has like such a sort of mystique about him. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes you don't know what it's going to be when they get it. Like, is this going to perceive potentially kinda, angry? Potentially angry. That's right. what. But then <laughs> brooding, brooding, right? Yeah. That Irish, yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but then he came in and he was like the sweetest teddy bear ever and then was like such an amazing sort of inside the actor's studio kind of interview and then I already like fell in love with him doing the work and then like now this award season I'm just like ride or die for Colin Farrell so but that, <laughs> that's pretty but cool. that repeats like all the time I end up naturally anybody who's done the show I end up naturally rooting for them uh right. when I see them on the other side of it I think maybe it's like the trauma bonding or no something. one's come on and you're like man that person sucks. <laughs> <laughs> not in a long time because I but think it has it's happened. Like, well, not like that person sucks, but like just uh, it, it usually goes enjoyable. That usually goes better, you know, like that. Yeah, kind yeah, of okay. <laughs> that usually yeah. goes better. But I think in the beginning, um, you know, people didn't know what to make of it. Now people come in and they're there to do the hot ones interview. It's like I think a lot of the guests. It's like that's their sort of official internet interview of record or something when they're okay. doing the press run. So uh, they come in there, like in the same way, I think, not in the same way, but in a similar way, it's like, I don't think Howard Stern ever took anybody by surprise because people would walk in there to do the Howard yeah. Stern interview. And I think it's the same with Hot Ones where it doesn't shock or take anyone by surprise or what is this or how do I end up here? Because they kind of know going in what they're getting themselves into. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I know it's been a couple of different versions of Maya Rudolph, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, for the one on loot, and then what was the other one? She Saturday did? Night Live, yeah. Oh, yeah. What she was she Beyonce? Beyonce, that's Beyonce right. in that one. <laughs> <laughs> so you were on Saturday Night Live, yeah, which was crazy. And then uh, how's that? I know. How is so that? So sick. Well, I remember when it happened. So Chris, who we've talked about, GM of the show, he went to Harvard. And I feel like the natural diaspora of people who went to Harvard to New York, they're either like in finance or they're doctors or they're lawyers or they're comedy writers, you know? Hey. And so he had some moles kind of on the inside where somebody sent him a text and he's like, yo, just a head, heads up, 50-50 shot that Maya Rudolph is going to be doing a hot one sketch as Beyonce tonight on the show. It's like, tune in. So he got like a little, like, and this is probably 25 minutes before the episode started. I remember I was in a car when I got that, and I was like, I'm going to be home. And I was just racing home, (laughs) turned on, and I thought what would end up happening is I'd be like waiting commercial break after commercial break and being like, are we going to get it? Are we going to get it? You know, because I kind of wanted to text my dad or something, but then I didn't want to like put them on a snipe hunt. You know what I mean? Where it wasn't going to actually... So I just sat there. But then right out of the opening monologue, right out of that first commercial break, I just like the first We Feast thing light up. And <laughs> I was like, <laughs> we made they, it. They didn't have to contact you for permission or anything? No, no, nothing like so that. So who played you? Mikey Day. Oh, perfect. And I remember yeah. thinking, yeah, it was funny because like somebody from Wardrobe had to go like source like a, <laughs> a Sean Evans Hot Ones outfit. You know what I mean? Like they had to really think it yeah. through. And then I remember the funny thing that he did about it, or, like the little thing is like, oh, you know, like just picking up on the things that they pick up. Because I'm very, you know, exaggerated with the hand motions a lot of times when I interview. So I thought like somebody doing a parody of me might like do that or something. But the other thing that I do is I play like a little piano on the table when I'm like kind of working through the rhythm of a question. Uh-huh. And he picked up on that. But I've never <laughs> seen anybody like grab that. That is interesting. Like, oh, how shit, he did the piano But, but they can pick up on something that is subtle and yet you don't even realize that it's associated with that person until you yeah. see it happen. And it's like, oh, yeah, he does get that. But it's also funny because you, you know, your character is probably not the 
the big character in that sketch. Right, right, right? exactly. It's, Just it's the about, support of character. It's about Maya it's doing about, Beyonce. It's about Beyonce, yeah, yeah, melting down there in the set. But yeah, but that's, that's trippy. Like when you talk about the little things that you didn't know about that person until you saw them, it's very trippy when you're looking in a mirror and that happens. You know, like when they're doing right. it to you, you know? Does it make you not want to do it anymore? No, it makes me want to do it even... Do you oh, catch that, yourself? the piano when, thing, yeah. yeah. Nah, you know what? I don't think I could stop it if I tried. Like, <laughs> okay. I never wanted yeah. to start the piano thing. It's not like I set out to be like, right. I'm going to be the piano playing interviewer on the table or whatever. It's just like a natural tick that I have as we work through these <laughs> questions that have like elaborative context and then a landing spot. So I yeah, think it's yeah. just like working through all of that working through all of that in my head and like landing it to the person in like a cohesive way, like while they're dying on hot sauce isn't <laughs> so confusing that they're like, the fuck did you just ask me? Uh, so trying to work through all of that, you know, uh, I have no teleprompter, I have no cue cards, whatever. So yeah. you work through that. If that's like a hand motion, blah, 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 like whatever you need to do to find that, get it and communicate it. <laughs> that's what ends you up are happening. Adequate, so you I, just, I just realized your hands are dancing, flying, son. Yeah. Flying. They really do. Just <laughs> like sit on them. I remember, remember that show that was on MTV? It was like, it was like the wrestling thing with the claymation. Yeah, figures. celebrity deathmatch. Celebrity deathmatch. So I, they said, oh, you're going to be on that. Like, oh, I wonder what their, like, what's their take on me? <laughs> and their take on me was that I'm boring. So, so like, I do all this crazy stuff on a skateboard, and then when I'm talking, I'm like, yeah, it was cool. I don't know. You know, one time I was skating. It was fun. Who'd you fight? That was their whole thing. Oh, uh, uh, man. Uh, 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 Don Vito. <laughs> the rap? Or Don Vito. Yeah. Bam's, uh, Bam's, uncle. Bam's, Bam's uncle. And Bam's, he Bam's uncle. ate me. He ate me. So I lost. What were you, like, swinging the skateboard? I and can't remember. And stuff? I, just, I just remember that's how it ended. I remember thinking, like, am I really that boring? <laughs> like when, I, when I watched it, I was like, oh, that's harsh. <laughs> it got to you. It, well, well, I just got like, oh, I guess that's that's what's funny about me. All right, that's fun. And then, and then he ate me, and I was like, okay, I lost. <laughs> <laughs> that's my likening, my, your Saturday Night Live experience. But <laughs> hey, well, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> it's not that bad. No, no, it's all right. So, um, I mean, what, what I, you just told us you had other guests on that were – very impressive. Um, I'm sure you're not supposed to talk about them, but uh, what's next? Well, uh, whatever. I could give a pod exclusive. So we'll start. We did the uh, sauce reveal today. And so the premiere for season 20 will be next week. And we shot with Anna Kendrick for oh, the wow. premiere, mm -hmm. which is awesome. I remember we were at like a dinner thing last year. And the way that the table, we ended up sitting next to each other. So I just became like dinner buddies with mm -hmm. like Anna Kendrick. Like we just talked the whole time. And uh, I remember her telling me then, she's like, I love your show. There's no way I'm ever <laughs> going to do it. And it seemed very sort of like window painted shut. But luckily, just a few short months later, we got her in the seat. So that's what we'll do uh, the premiere with. And then just kind of like more of the same. Like at this point, it's just uh, kind of like a well-oiled machine. Like what I'm happy about is like the same small team and it's the same people. And it's been mm -hmm. that way for years. So now it's just kind of like, a fun castle to sit but in. But you said the, the sauce reveal. So you doing R&D on that? Yeah. Well, so the, oh. the, the R&D on that is crazy. So what happens is we have uh, like our, our hot sauce sensei is this guy, Noah Chamberg. He owns a hot sauce shop in Brooklyn called Heatnist. And he was like originally who we connected with to make our first ever hot sauce. And it was so funny because he was kind of working out a cart at the time, but they had yeah. like this brick and mortar store, but it's just been like nice to grow together uh, over the years. But him and Chris, we've talked about what they do is they sit in a room and they order a shitload of wings and then they have all of these different hot sauce bottles because it is, you know, you got to snap that Rubik's Cube into place of like, oh, this, you know, a one, two, three. So it has to like yeah. work its way up in the heat. But then we like to have these unique flavors, go from different regions, different peppers. So then you have different physiological effects. Like, oh, this one kind of scratches the chin, you know, like this one kind of lights my lips on fire. Like, oh, after eating this one, I can't feel my tongue. You know, like that sort of a thing. Are you there for that whole process? No, I let them do that. Yeah. <laughs> them yeah. figure it out. But to walk in on it, it's like you walk in. I remember I walked in on it. It's like walking in on like people doing like it's like walking into a drug den or something because it's just it's just these like styrofoam containers all over the place with wings. You have all these hot sauce bottles that are open, <coughs> and then they're all just like dying. So yeah. it's like you open up the door, and it's like Noah, like, 
and like how just, long like, does it go ah, for? Like drinking, they'll be in there all afternoon. No way, cracking oh the code, God. cracking the code. No. So every year there's a new uh, every. So we do three seasons a year. So they do this Super Bowl oh, event damn. of figuring this wow. out three no times a year. Yeah. <laughs> It's so amazing. brutal. Yeah, and it's 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 one of the great sort of behind the scenes events of hot ones. Yeah. It's like Noah and Chris boarded up in an office somewhere, just like because oh. they have to eat what could potentially be our number nine sauce. Yeah. They have to eat like four or five different versions of that. Oh. You know what I mean? So they're in there. How's their tolerance? Because you're saying they're still in pain. So there's a certain well, level where yeah. you can't you can't. Do you know anybody that just eats the pepper and is like what? Yeah, okay, there's this dude. You do know somebody, okay. I do, I do, I do yeah. Any, yeah, anything. Do, is it because he eats them all the time? And he Did, grows them. This guy named Smokin' Ed Curry grows the Carolina Reaper. Yeah. He'll sit there and snack on Reapers like you might eat potato chips. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Multiple ones. Yes. He's just like, he'll just sit there snacking, no sweat, no I feel craziness. like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even trust his judgment though, because he he's like so, no, yeah. Yeah. He's like a he's superhero. If he says it's not hot, that's a lie. Right. Right. Well, luckily, <laughs> we don't have him trying to figure that out, but right. Noah owns a hot sauce store. So I feel like he has to know something. And then Chris, the way that I think about it, who cares how much suffering Chris goes through? He created this show. You know what I mean? Like, this is kind of his monster. It's not like he's sitting there eating these wings every time. You know what I mean? He just, has to crack the code a couple times. So if Chris is sweating from the face and crying when they're trying to figure out the sauces, like that's his cross to bear. <laughs> so great. Man, go team. Yeah, go what team. What a brutal organization. He <laughs> <Yeah>. walked into a room and I was like, oh, yeah, next season's going to be great. Like, what the hell? The longevity, though, I mean, you know, when you're talking about doing a Shake Shack license, I feel like I, I've had enough experience with fast food where they're like, okay, this is going to run for three months. Mm -hmm. And it's been going. Yeah, yeah. I think it's about to, I think it's about to hit its uh, expiration. But yeah, we had like a nice <laughs> six month run out of that, yeah. you know, which was amazing. And then, yeah, I always think about, I do think about the longevity of it because maybe, you know, like, I don't know, once something just keeps going, like you never make something being like, oh, we're going to go 20 seasons with this. You know what I mean? Sure. But then, I don't know, once they, once it kind of starts to stack up, you you do begin to wonder. And then the way I think about it, it's like the interview is the oldest construct in the history of media. It's not like we like made some new construct, like the or like new concept. The interview is going to, it's the first thing that was made in media and it'll survive to be the last thing that was made. But so. do you think that, that there are guests that you are going to miss like guests that you maybe wanted that you're going to miss because they're just not going to do the hot sauce. Yeah, I mean, that's always, that's there's that's always, always a, a caveat. There's always that thing. But the other side of that is there are people that were like no, like a no to us for years mm -hmm. and then became a yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? The show so got like, so big? Probably. I mean, I'm sorry. But probably, yeah. I mean, you say no and then say yes It later is that, on. but then, you know, like our secret weapon, like the best thing that our booking, like the best booker is like people's kids. So what ends up happening is like yes. maybe it's like a no yeah. when it gets uh, passed along. But so we've had so many guests and a lot of the big ones being like my kids are huge fans. Okay. And then coming on to do the show. like So like maybe it's a no when they're doing a press tour and they're like, I already shot the movie. I know I'm supposed to do a press day. Right. I'm not going to volunteer for the fucking wing show. Like what's I'd rather the, sit on a couch, you know? What's the kids show that you were on? that a bunch of celebrities were on and I was like, they're going on because their kids are on it. They came to your they came to a party at your house. Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, Yo Gabba Gabba. They just rebooted it. They did? They're shooting it right now in Salt Lake City, yeah. But I, I remember my kids wanted to go to your house because Yo Gabba Gabba were yeah. going to be there. <laughs> so I got lucky because that was for my, one of my daughter's birthdays and they were just finished with the TV show. And it was kind of like a mini reunion for them. Okay. Because when I asked, I was like, would you, is there any way we get like just the character, or just the character costumes? Yeah. And he's like, oh, we'll do a show at your house because we all want to get together again. <laughs> okay. So they, we had Yo Gabba Gabba do a show at my house. It, it was, was crazy. Awesome. It yeah. was one of those times where we're like, all right, this is, it was kind of like loot. Like, all right, this is over the top, but I'm thankful they agreed to do <laughs> it. <laughs> my kids thought that I was like a very powerful person in this country. <laughs> like, my dad knows somebody who's good friends with Yo Gabba Gabba. I'm like, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Tell your friends. I know Yo Gabba Gabba. Hey, my daughter was surprised too. I bet. Do you have kids? 
No. Okay. Then you, well, you wouldn't, wouldn't understand. Know what, yeah, 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 yeah. Way. But it was, it was the coolest. It, it will be again, the coolest kids show because they would have like Bismarcky on there. Yep. And they would yeah. Have, yeah. You know, Devo would do a song, but a kid's song. So they just had a really good instinct for what kind of culture stand, was kind of make it different and make it cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, I didn't think we'd be talking about yoga. Again, it's but. fun for everybody, Tony. <laughs> it is fun for everyone. Yes, I did a mini ramp demo for. You did. I did. Yeah, on you the shredded. show. Yeah, on the show, and it was because the, one of the creators, he was in Gleaming the Cube, um, and he skates, and he wanted a mini ramp on the set so that he could skate at, during lunch. So they that presented it to the network as we're going to build a ramp for Tony Hawk to come skate, <laughs> but it's just it's for him. Hey, whatever it takes. I'm, <laughs> I was glad to be the catalyst. Yeah, <laughs> I watched um, that episode a lot. You know, <laughs> I did. I did. I, I was good, stoked I on your gabba gabba. Did you see? I didn't see my kickflip disaster on there. What? On the mini ramp. Yeah. In the show, you yes, did that, dude. Living on the you edge. You said you dude. watched it a lot. Lies. I didn't watch your tricks. I was more about you just being there. You need a helmet <laughs> on and stuff. Hey, kids. <laughs> and I'm like, look at him. <laughs> He's doing the thing. <laughs> your acting is sensational. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah. Acting? I was being sarcastic. Oh, I was going to say, what yeah, was acting? You were terrible. No, you were fun. I can't remember what you did. Something about your helmet. You were thinking you were advising people that pads are for yeah. It's for it's for toddlers. Yes. It's, no, it's to... not. It's for everyone. <laughs> okay. Well, the people listening to my advice were supposed to be more like toddler age. It made and me want to put my helmet say, on. Okay. Good. Then it worked. Safety first, he said. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Did you ever skate? No, but I did. You know, like I was. Right. That's it. Interviews over. I was like my neighbors did. And like it was, I remember being eighth, ninth grade, like that was in like 99, 2000. So mm. it was like the jackass thing. But my my memory of it was my uh, neighbors, they put like a basketball court in their backyard thinking mm -hmm. that like the kids are going to play basketball on it. And I never saw them play basketball on it once. It was just like just ramps and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I remember like one of the saddest things was being like on my balcony looking at my neighbor's uh, yard and like the dad was, it was the first time I'd ever seen someone <laughs> shooting. By himself. Yeah, just by himself, hitting a shot, goes through the hoop, bounces off of like a ramp and rolls away. And then there's also like, because that was like very like jackass adjacent sort of like yeah. skateboarding culture at that time. Yeah. So then there'd be like just like a giant, like you could tell where they lit off some fireworks and like blue, you know, like it was like that kind of vibe in the neighborhood. But that yeah. was, but I never, I was like a baseball football kid. All right. Yeah. Playing? Yeah. Oh, cool. Playing in high school or yeah, beyond? played in high school. Uh, no, not beyond. I was like, I was like, uh, like the like a good bad player, if that makes sense. Like like uh, solid, but no college was ever gonna okay. give me yeah. a scholarship mm -hmm. or anything. So you were into it though. I was, yeah, super into baseball. So we actually like we had a pretty good high school team. Played like traveling baseball all the way yeah. through my teenage years and stuff like that. Played a little bit of football. Ended up in like a unique situation where like the starting quarterback, my neighbor Christian Keller, he ended up breaking his collarbone in week one. I was the backup quarterback, but I never got any like work done, you know. So it was like a, that scene out of Varsity Blues where like I had to like become the quarterback, but yeah. I had like no training with it and like had to go find my helmet and like figure it out. So yeah, that's kind of like you should have watched Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, you would have known to put your helmet on. Should have after that season. Right. I think we went one oh. and eight, so maybe I would have been better yeah, off. He's, he's running quarterback. <laughs> Back with a skate helmet on because yeah. of me. You're welcome. Did you get hurt at all? No, I've never. That sounds like a dangerous job to be thrown into. I've never been. Uh, no, I've never broken a bone in my life. Hey. Actually, good for you. Well, maybe it's time to start skating. I knew maybe. Yeah, I, maybe, yeah. I've, I've gone this. The luck has been on my side for this long. You're right. I has should've. there been a, a, a sort of bonus aspect to all this where you're a sports fan? Do you get VIP tickets now? Yeah. Stuff like uh, that? Well, I think like. Yeah, I mean, first off, I've I've done some from Chicago, and I've done like, I've uh, I did the second round draft pick at the NFL draft for the Bears this last year. Wow. Shout out to Quan Brisker. I've thrown out a first pitch at Wrigley Field, first pitch for a White Sox game as well, and I grew up. A did it huge all work White out? Fan. So the, like, did it go to the catcher? So the Cubs one, which Sorry, was my Adam, first one. Oh, you done more than one. I've done a couple. 
It's not so a catcher. I did one in Wrigley Field with the Cubs that I just threw over everybody. You know, because <laughs> like what happens was- You went too far with it. I went too hard in the paint. Yeah, like it, the That's ball hard, felt- man. That's a long way. It's so, it's, well, and too, the mound is, I feel like, I, I hadn't been on a high, mound yeah. in a long time. Yeah. So like the mound is high. And then they have like 50 people back there. Like it's not just you and a catcher. It's like whatever was going on with the, with the, uh, with the stuff before the game, the national anthem, like everybody's just hanging out back there. And I remember it was for Complex Con and like Murakami made this like jacket. So this is like beautiful, like varsity <laughs> jacket. It was like the hottest day in Chicago. It's like 105 miles or 100 five degrees outside i'm in this giant murakami jacket nerves on edge and then i was in chicago it's like all my buddies were like in the left field bleachers like i could like hear them yelling at me and i just went up there on top of that thing and uh madden the coach of the cubs was like right before i went out there he goes don't bounce it in and i go all right don't bounce it in a lot going on get up to that high ass mound see like a hundred people i mean isn't that kind of a given though don't bounce it in don't bounce it in but i did not bounce it in i sent that thing flying <laughs> it was like that scene in rookie of the year where it just goes flying against like the wrigleyville backstop and so then wrigley field backstop so but then then i was nervous for the second one with the white Sox, you know so i was like uh oh do i have like the yips like the first pitch yips you know like is this who i am baba but in Bowie. that second yeah exactly i thought i would like 50 cent baba booey that thing <laughs> But then what I did, (laughs) switch to a two-seam grip. So in that White Sox one, just threw like a perfect strike right into the... So then I was like, all right, so now I feel good about it. Like my next one, I'll be confident in. After that first one, I was like, I was shaken. Uh, I did it a couple times, but the first time my brother... My brother was more nervous than I was because he just thought that I was going to blow it so hard and and be (laughs) the Baba Booey that he... He's from Northern California. He actually flew down a day before, because he wanted to see me do it, but a day before to make me practice with him. Mm, play some catch. Yeah, on the street. What a good brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How'd he, it work out? Good. I mean, you could Baba Booey Down the pipe. And you're not on the Howard Stern show and your name's not Baba Booey. I feel like he his punishment but, was way beyond no, no, it's, what I, it deserved. I get that, but also at some point, they, they, they liken skateboarding to being an athlete. Yeah. So it's like you should be able to throw a ball because you are a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's not skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> I got some skateboard friends where I've played basketball with them before and I'm like, are you familiar? I'm from Australia. Are you familiar with a basketball? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know that when you catch one, you need both hands? And if, if your hands are over here, that's not going to do it. <laughs> like I, I won't name names, but I've played basketball with some people where as a guy from Australia who did not grow up in college or any but, of that stuff, they don't know how, how but a in ball their defense, bounces. In their defense, a lot of people chose skateboarding in those days because it was the antithesis mm. to ball sports. Right, good point. Right? I played baseball and basketball as a kid before I started skating, so luckily I had that background. But we yeah. played basketball together. We did? Yeah. Was it, was it good? You um, were, <laughs> I was better. Really? It's okay. There's only one way to settle I was going to say. Hawk versus wolf one-on-one. That's one-on-one? Right now, you will be, I will annihilate you. Oh, yeah. I'm basically Allen Iverson if with you. Okay. You are are a (laughs) tree. I'm hobbled. I'm hobbled right now. I will. Not for long, buddy. Yeah, that is a terrifying threat. I know. All right, when that gets better, we'll do 540s, and then we'll do one-on-one, and you're going to get schooled because I'm mini Shaq. All right, whoa. I will back you He'll, down. Sean will ref. Yeah, I'll ref. I'll do Fadeaways. <laughs> you don't even know about the Outback Shack. <laughs> the Outback Shack. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right, jeez. I didn't, this is going all kinds of directions. Um, well, hey, Sean, thanks for making time for us. Thanks for staying in town next yeah. day for us. That was very kind Anything of you. Anything for you. Anything I appreciate you. it. I do. I, um, thanks for your show. Yeah, I'm a big fan of your show. And and I think you're really, beyond all that, I think you're really good at interviewing people. And that counts for a lot because it's not just about the, making them uncomfortable with the heat. <laughs> but that the was a pretty good idea. most comfortable, least comfortable interview show is what I'm, that's what I'm going for. That's the needle I'm trying to thread. Nice work. You, it's you happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're balancing it out. Very well. Um, so thanks again, and uh, we'll we'll be we'll be in the hot sauce and uh, taking you will be. <laughs> thanks I'm scared of me. I'll be back. I'll be back for the one. What? It doesn't make any sense. We've got some asshole 
off the oh, street. For you? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I feel be, like I would he'll cry. Be, he'll be entertaining, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. yeah. He'll be okay. All right. I'm really scared of hot stuff, seriously. Like, I've, that's one thing that doesn't, because it gets to that burning point where I get, like, have, you just we've said. We've had some sauces you from don't Australia. Panic. Isn't there, like, a decent hot sauce culture in Australia? I, I've been here for 30 years. Yeah. Like, you, you probably know more than me. I don't know. They didn't have tacos when I lived in Australia. You mean they didn't have tacos in Australia? Tacos, Mexican How did food you guys didn't meet? exist. There uh, was skating. one well, there was one Mexican restaurant, Taco Bills, in Australia. <laughs> and it was a restaurant, and they didn't know how to make Mexican food. <laughs> they had nachos, but they didn't have taco. They didn't know what a taco was yet. One, like, of, my, one of my favorite chefs in San Diego just opened a, a taqueria in What is Sydney. a taqueria? God, that is so... Taqueria, right? Yeah. It's like a, like a Mexican kind of bar food type of vibe. Chef Claudette. I'm learning a Claudette. lot today. Taqueria. Right. San Diego? San Diego, yeah. I'm going there next week. Oh, oh. I, got, I got restaurants for you. Well, all right, cool. Let me know because yeah. I'm going... I'm doing a UC Champagne San Champions. Diego thing. But then I'm just going to hang for the weekend. So I'll okay, go, go, to, go to anime. Anime? A-N-I-M-A-E. All right, cool. You're welcome. Everyone else, you're welcome too. <laughs> All right, until next time. Thanks, guys.